and welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley, and this is our very first podcast edition of This Week in Disney History. If you are new to the show, we had been doing YouTube and Facebook videos, uh, but due to time restraints and editing, I thought that this might be a better format. Uh, that way, if you're listening in your car, listening at the gym, on your Peloton, at work, uh, you could actually get more in and we could actually talk and go in depth a little bit more uh, as opposed to some of the time restraints that we did have. So again, if you are new, we usually do Sunday to Saturday for the week. Uh, so we're going to start off this week with Sunday, January 3rd. So January 3rd, 1965, Walt Disney appears on Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. That's right. He appeared on his own show. Uh, this was to announce some brand new attractions coming to the Disneyland Resort. Now, uh, for folks familiar, uh, the 1964 World's Fair featured a version of It's a Small World. So Walt announced that Small World was coming to the Disneyland Park. So it was such a big hit at the 1964 and 65 World's Fair that they decided to bring It's a Small World to Disneyland Park. Um, I really like Disneyland's uh, It's a Small World over Disney World's. Now, obviously, Disney World, we have the inside queue as opposed to the outside queue. But man, just the the outside facade just looks, man, just looks really really cool when you're when you're back there. Uh, and then other new attractions that Walt talked about that weren't necessarily coming uh, right away, but uh, two and four years down the road, the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, both attractions coming to Disneyland. <clears throat> now these are both attractions that again I agree. Uh, better in Disneyland than Disney World. And, you know, uh, they just, they had extra time to get it right in Disney World. Um, now, don't get me wrong, Haunted Mansion at Disney World is my favorite attraction, uh, but that is for uh, sentimental reasons. Um, so uh, I can't, really compare that when I'm talking about Disneyland. But see, Disneyland has an unfair advantage when it comes to these attractions, especially like Haunted Mansion. Uh, they're able to change it up during the holiday season for Nightmare Before Christmas's Haunted Mansion holiday, which is really cool. Um, unfortunately, Walt Disney World will never do that. But if you want to see Walt Disney World's version of Haunted Mansion in Haunted Mansion holiday, uh, uh, what is the word? Uh, makeover. <laughs> uh, you know, just simple plane trip to Tokyo and you'll be able to uh, see what that that would have looked like. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean um, uh, has a, you know, Walt Disney World has a special place in my heart as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, so 1965, this day, Walt says, hey, yo, we're bringing these attractions. Get hype. Not sure if that was his exact quote, uh, but moving on. Uh, so January 3rd, 1994, 
the last day for Kitchen Cabaret at the Epcot Center. A fan favorite amongst those old school Epcot folks. It would then become, what, Food Rocks? And then just food just got kicked to the uh, kicked to the curb and became Soren. So I think it's uh, Soren over the world. Is it still Soren over the world right now? I believe it's Soren over the world. So yeah. So Kitchen Cabaret closes this day, 1994. Um, I never got to see Kitchen Cabaret, and I don't even. I think I maybe saw Food Rocks once in my time. But I really don't remember. But yeah, so Kitchen Cabaret before my time. I would love to hear from you guys if you guys watched or were able to see Kitchen Cabaret. Again, a favorite amongst old school Epcot fans. And I wish I could, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I could see it on the YouTubes and stuff. But I wish I would have got to see it at least once uh, prior to it closing down. And then this date, January 3rd, 2016, uh, we were um, talking about Soren. So this would have been a good segue had I actually been reading my notes. But <laughs> it's soaring over California's last day. So uh, ironically, same date, 22 years later, soaring in the same spot as Kitchen Cabaret. Soaring over California closes down to be replaced shortly by soaring over... Wait, soaring around the world? Is it soaring over the world? Around the world. Yeah, soaring around the world. Um I know a lot of people like the California version better, which in California, it's it went back to Soarin' Over California. Um, I like both. I like Soarin' Over California and Soarin' Around the World. Obviously, when you're it's doing the California stuff, it's, um, you know, I could be, oh, I've seen that. I've been there. Uh, but it's really cool to do that around the Soarin' Around the World as well. Be like, oh, it's the Eiffel Tower. I've been there. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, man, I want to go to the Great Wall. So... Uh, I think it's really cool. I actually uh, really, really dig Soren. All right, so we're going to move on to the next day, January 4th. Uh, we typically don't do birthdays, but this one, January 4th, 1905. Yes, way back machine. Sterling Holloway is born. Now, uh, again, I usually don't do birthdays unless it's a big deal. I mean, this was the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. Um, he was uh, Mr. Stork in Dumbo. Uh, he was Flower in Bambi. He was the narrator for Peter and the Wolf and Ka in the Jungle Book. So I would say, I would say he is a pretty big deal uh, in the um, <laughs> in the Disney uh, realm. Uh, so moving on, January fourth, nineteen thirty-six, a Mickey Mouse cartoon titled Mickey's Polo Team. Now, I want to bring this up because it, we, you know, you talk about characters. This was one of the most eclectic Disney cartoons, I think, of all time. Uh, so you had uh, it was Mickey's polo team, which consisted of Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Donald, and the Big Bad Wolf. I mean, which I agree with because, you, you know, like you got to have that one guy who, hey, I'm a good guy, but, you know, this guy is going to do whatever it takes to get to get the win. Uh, so I kind of agree with going with Big Bad Wolf as a teammate. But they took on the team of Laurel and Hardy, uh, Harpo Marx, and Charlie Chaplin. Uh, I mean, that's a tough team to beat. Um, I mean, you know they're not going to say much. So 
Yeah, that was a silent film joke that nobody got. Uh, but also in the crowd. So like not only were they taking on this superstar team, uh, the spectators included Shirley Temple, W.C. Fields and Clark Gable. I mean, that's a that sounds like a Wimbledon, a Wimbledon exposition. Uh, I'm not going to even attempt that word again. Because uh, I butchered that one. So yeah, that, <laughs> that seems like an all-star lineup just in the audience. Uh, January 4th, 2005. During the Orange Bowl National Championship game uh, taking place in Miami. The Walt Disney Company gave away 72,000 tickets. To Disney, to any Disney park around the world, to anybody in attendance, and then and so they did a um, uh, a commercial in which seventy two thousand people screamed, "I'm going to Disneyland!" all at once. Um, this was because uh, what uh, two thousand five was the was that the, was that the fiftieth? Yes, the fiftieth anniversary of Disneyland. So it was a huge, huge push for Disneyland. Although uh, people in attendance could use their tickets at any Disney theme park around the world. I have myself have been to four, so uh, maybe I have not been to Shanghai and Hong Kong yet. But if I was going to use a ticket, it would be uh, it would be to Tokyo. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, I got to fly myself there, which is probably more expensive than the actual ticket. So perhaps not. Uh, also, January fourth. 2011, if you guys have listened or watched the YouTube version of This Week in Disney History, then you know I am a huge Disney Cruise Line fan. And this date, January 4th, 2011, the Disney Dream arrives in Port Canaveral for the very first time ever. Uh, I actually, I have, so I have been on all four. The Dream is, uh, I mean, it's one of the bigger ships, so it's definitely up there as far as favorites. Obviously, I have to say the Wonder is my favorite because um, uh, I got married on it. So I kind of have to say that it's my favorite, right? Um, but yeah, so I like the Dream. The Spa's the spa's good. I like the Spa. And then uh, just two years ago, January 4th, 2018, the Edison Restaurant opens up at Disney Springs. I have not been fortunate enough to go, but I hear many, many great things. So I really don't know what else I could talk about as far as the Edison. So we're going to go ahead and move on to January 5th. You know, I should have maybe eaten there first. Um, I've been to Enzo's, so uh, that was, I really like, I really dug it there. So, uh, but have not been to the Edison yet. So we're going to move on to January 5th, January 5th, 1945. Goofy stars in a uh, cartoon titled Tiger Trouble, in which he goes tiger hunting in Africa. Certainly not a cartoon that you are going to be able to get away with uh, in 2021. But then six years later, Goofy also starred in Lion Down. In which, yes, Lion, L-I-O-N, kind of like laying down, in which Goofy attempts to have a nice relaxing day, but is thwarted by a mountain lion who decides to 
make his day a little troublesome. Sir, six years ago, you went to Africa to try to hunt this guy's relatives down, and he is back for revenge. That's how. I, that's what I took out of it. I don't know if uh, Goofy realizes this, but yeah, uh, he was he was the object of revenge. It's a crime of passion. Their lion would not have had any jail time. <clears throat> January 5th, 2003, The Simpsons, which are now owned by Disney, uh, they air an episode where they visit F-Cot, E-F-C-O-T. Um, again, uh, at this point, uh, what is that, uh, 18 years ago, you would have thought, who would have thought that Simpsons would have been owned by Disney at this point? Obviously, they did. Um <clears throat> you know, with some of their gags. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, they would have, you don't ever take shots at your future employers, right? Your future bosses. Because, you know, you always take shots at your former bosses. But here they took a shot at Epcot. Uh, fantastic episode. Uh, <clears throat> all the Simpsons episodes are up on the Disney Plus now. So go back, check it out. Uh, and then just last year... I wasn't able to get over there uh, to check this out uh, on its last day, but January fifth, twenty twenty, just last year. I wrote as I wrote down twenty twenty. I was like, "Hey, that that's this year," but no, it's it's not. Uh, the Studio Tram Tour over at Disneyland Paris's Walt Disney Studios has its last day of operation. I actually really enjoyed the tram tours uh, over there. I mean, it's they uh, you know. Well, it's, it's, it wasn't, you know, they tried to mimic the MGM Studios tram tours where it had real working studios. Um, so they tried to, hey, this was what a movie studio scene would look like. And, you know, it was what it was. But was what I, I really enjoyed was when I did the run Disney races over in Paris. We actually got to run in the back down the, the the back lot tour area so you got to see some of the cars that they had there um from actual movies and and other sets so that was really cool to be able to take pictures of and, and run down and get super super up close and touch some of these cars even though i don't think you were supposed to so now that i've incriminated myself we're gonna move on to january 6th so january 6th 2008, the last day for Disney MGM Studios. Before it would change names, but the last day. Uh, I had only known, I mean, I, I, I started going to um, Disney regularly around 2002, 2003-ish. So, uh Disney's MGM studio. Like that was what I, I, that was one of my favorite parks And it. I mean, it's, and it's probably my least favorite park. Like, uh, studios now is probably my least favorite of the four. And I know I'm probably going to catch some slack for that, but, uh, it's just, uh, really narrow and busy and, you know, it just doesn't grab me like it used to. Now, I mean, star Wars is great. And maybe we'll talk about this at a, another time. But, and, and obviously Toy Story Land is great. I'm a huge, huge fan of Toy Story, but it's just too, too small. But yeah, so uh, Disney's MGM Studios used to be my jam back in the day, back before, you know, back before it was 
uh, parks are at capacity every single day uh, at every, and I'm not just talking about the, you know, this, uh, the limited capacity capacity. I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, uh, last year at this time when, you know, parks were at super capacity every day, no matter what time of the year it was. But yeah, I used to, I mean, MGM Studios had Star Wars weekends, which were some of the best, best weekends of my life at the, at the Disney. Uh, and I had so much more. I had what, ESPN the weekends. I uh, even had the Super Soap weekends for the soap opera fans. I was not into it, but I absolutely dug going and checking everything out. So Studios used to be the absolute best park, my favorite park of all four. But on this date, 2008, was the last day for the name Disney MGM Studios. So uh, they also had uh, MGM Studios also had WCW Wrestling with the, the Hulkster. Um, I never actually got to attend any of those tapings, but I have a lot of friends who actually did participate in some in, uh, just a, a ton of those shows there that were held at MGM Studios. So sad day. MGM Studios no longer. Uh, and then uh, the same day, January 6th, um, speaking of MGM Studios, uh, the Block Party Bash had its last day at Disney's California Adventure prior to being boxed up and shipped over the Florida so it would resume over at the Disney Hollywood Studios, which will talk to in a second i actually really liked the block party bash um i think this was was this the one with the nerf balls i had quite a few of those it was it was it was a lot of fun but uh obviously um and so it was a parade so the block party bash was a parade but it also had stops uh, and, and obviously the parade route at at mgm or hollywood studios whatever you want to call it now is rather short. It's not like the other parks. So they had to get creative. So it was a parade, but then it had stops where they had little mini dance parties and they had a couple stops throughout the route. So it was actually kind of cool. So it wasn't just like, Oh, there it goes. And it's three cars and it's gone. It actually had stops. So, uh, you got to kind of feel a little bit immersed in the block party bash. So, uh, I, I dug it. All right, so now we're going to move on. Yes, uh, let's just go ahead and skip right into back up to 2008. We'll we'll backtrack a little bit on the dates, but yeah, so 2008, January 7th, uh, is the day that MGM Studios became Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, we, again, we talked about how cool MGM Studios was. None of that stuff seemed to carry over to uh, Hollywood Studios. I think, obviously, uh, Star Wars Weekends did, but that was pretty much just, God, man, I miss Star Wars weekends. That could be a whole other podcast for a whole other time. Uh, but yeah, so uh, are you like, I don't even know if I call it Hollywood Studios in conversation. If I'm talking to somebody, especially somebody who's been there a while, I'm talking to my wife, uh, we talk to the friends, we call it, hey, you know, MGM, hey, we're going to uh, MGM today, or oh, oh, yeah, this was over at MGM. Uh, so are you like me? I would like to hear from you guys if you are like me and call it MGM Studios or whether you're, uh, you're up to date with the times and actually call it its correct name, 
Disney's Hollywood Studios. So maybe I'll put that poll out there. Uh, yeah, I'll put that poll out there. I'd like, I, man, I really want to hear uh, from, from people on this, on this subject. So, all right, January 7th, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Back to 1942. Uh, this was, what, just um, a month. Yeah, a, a month to the day after the Pearl Harbor bombing. So a, um, a company uh, created... Uh, let's see, what is this? Uh, the, oh, the Sun Rubber Company. That's right. The Sun Rubber Company created a protective gas mask for children that featured Mickey Mouse on the front. Like, I mean, I know we have, obviously, we have to wear masks, and mine does have Mickey Mouse on the front, but it's a completely different mask. Could you imagine uh, this world where, I mean, uh, some of you may have i mean i don't know the ages of everybody listening but hopefully there's some of you out there who uh uh lived during this time but i just couldn't imagine being like all right well here's the gas mask and little susie to make you feel better we're gonna put mickey mouse on the front so uh so you can smile and have something to uh, look at while we wade through nuclear fallout i mean uh that's just uh what a what a weird time to be alive. I know we say, oh my gosh, you know, what a crazy time to be alive in 2020. But uh, could you imagine that a company to be able to make children feel safer and to wear these, just to, to be able to get them to wear these gas masks in case there was nuclear fallout, to put Mickey Mouse on the front of the gas mask. Okay, so we're going to move on. Uh, still this date, January 7th, 1992. Voyage of the Little Mermaid opens at MGM Studios again, 1992. Still MGM Studios. Uh, I believe they're actually, if rumors are to be true, then Voyage of the Little Mermaid at Studios, uh, which was a stage show, has had its last day of operation. I know some of the signage is down, and obviously they're not running shows during uh, the COVID times. But if rumors are to be true... We have seen our last Little Mermaid stage show at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Fortunate enough to be able to meet uh, Max the dog from the stage show there. And uh, I have uh, some friends who have spent many, many years doing that show. So um, hopefully they get one last opportunity to check that out, to be able to do that show before it gets completely taken away. And then, let's see, five years ago, oh my gosh, really, only, I don't know if I, only five years ago or what, but January 7th, again, big day at the studios as deconstruction of the Sorcerer's Hat begins at Disney Hollywood Studios this day, five years ago. Now, again, so this started in uh, 2015, so five years ago, I had been going to studios since again 2002 2003 is when i really started and the hat was put up in what 99 for the 2000 celebrate is that right or 2000 for the so yeah yeah so i had only known the sorcerer's hat i had not been to mgm studios prior to the uh the construction of 
Mickey's sorcerer hat. So I knew, I was like, oh, I don't, this is all I know. So when they said they were going to take it down, I was like, I was one of the people. I was like, no, this is all I know. But now that I, it's not there and you can see the Chinese theater and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, um, the view is just outstanding and I couldn't imagine anything there blocking it. But uh, yeah, so uh, I was disappointed when they first announced it, but I totally get it. And, uh, I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a permanent structure, but I think it lasted way more. I think it lasted 15 more years than, uh, it was originally planned. So moving on to January 8th, January 8th, 1935. I know many of you out there know this date. It is Elvis's birthday. And what does that have to do with Disney? Well, who would Stitch have as a role model if it wasn't? For Elvis Aaron Presley, born on this date, 1935. Uh, also on this date, January 8th, 1956. After being open, I think since just November of 55, I just, you know, obviously 1955, uh, the Disneyland had just opened. But Disneyland's Mickey Mouse Club Circus closes. Uh, this actually, like, Looking this up and seeing pictures and uh, and reading about it, it seems really cool. Um, it was a, a 75-ish minute show that featured um, actually well-known Mouseketeers coming in and doing various roles and skits and doing stuff as part of this circus at Disneyland. But it was not popular enough and uh, eventually just shut down after only two months of service. So... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if obviously a 75 minute show at this point with people's ADD, <laughs> uh, would that fly in 2021 at a park? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think 75 minutes, obviously a lot of people are waiting 75 minutes to go ride a ride, um, as wait times are ridiculously high, but would people sit through a 75 minute show? I don't think I would, to be perfectly honest. I would think, oh, well, I can do something else with this 75 minutes, such as go wait in the line. Uh, also on this date, January 8th, 1981, Disneyland welcomes its 200th millionth guest. And then the same date, 2004, Disneyland welcomes its 500 millionth guest. Now, see, I here's where I think... I don't know if I, I mean, you're going to tell me, what is that, 23 years to the date you you go from celebrating your 200th millionth to your 500th millionth, or is this just one of those ceremonies in which they, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, celebrate the guest? Like, did they really, is it really the same date that these two milestones actually happen? I'm going to go with no, but you know. It's uh, it's up to you to decide, and then possibly one of the saddest day. This is an all this is an all Disneyland day, except for Elvis. But whatever. Uh, this is an all Disneyland day, as this date three years ago, January eighth, two thousand seventeen. Super sad. My favorite parade, the Paint the Night Parade, has its last run at Disneyland Park. Uh, there's a. Uh, I've shared videos uh, in past episodes. I've shared videos on my social media, but Paint the Night is my favorite nighttime parade ever at these Disney parks. 
Um, obviously, a lot of people are partial to Maestri Electrical, Spectro, uh, but man, Paint the Night was just so much fun. It was just fun, and uh, the soundtrack was great, and the soundtrack just makes you want to be there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Paint the Night, my favorite nighttime parade, my favorite any any time during the day. You could run it at noon. It would be my favorite parade. So yes, Paint the Night Parade last time at Disneyland Resort. Uh, and then our final day this week, again, Sunday to Saturday. So January 9th is our last day this week that we're going to talk about. 1937. Donald Duck cartoon titled Don Donald in which Donald's girlfriend Donna debuts. Donna would then go on to have her name changed to Daisy. And I believe this is after uh, Daisy had actually made her debut. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I should have went back and checked my notes. But uh, Daisy actually debuted in a Disney Sunday comic strip prior to actually debuting on screen in a cartoon. So yes, Donald's girlfriend, Donna makes her debut this day, 1937. And then she was like, you know what? My, my, like my name's Donna, but you know, my friends call me Daisy. So if everyone could call me Daisy, that would be cool. So everyone, Called her Daisy from here on out. So let's see, 1937. So what is that? 83, 83 years. Daisy's looking fantastic. She even has like a ponytail now. She's rocking the ponytail. Fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Man, her outfits are some of the absolute best. Donald, Donald is my favorite Disney character. So by default, you have to uh you have to like his girlfriend, right? I mean, you know how you can be like, oh god, Donald, like Donald, listen, dude. I like you and all, but your girlfriend, you know, but no, Daisy, I actually like, uh, also this date, January 9th, 1987 star tours opens at Disneyland park in Tomorrowland. Uh, I just doesn't, uh, I mean, obviously we, the Disney and Lucasfilms, um, uh, merged, or well, Disney bought Lucasfilms just a couple of years ago, it seems. But yeah, 1987. So wow, what is that? 30, 33 years ago? 33 years ago, the Star Wars and Disney uh, collaboration began as Star Tours opens at Disneyland. And now there's Star Tours. There's how many different Star Tours are there? I know I've been to the one in Paris. And, oh, by the way, the one in Paris is fantastic with C-3PO speaking French, but, you know, as he would, because he's a a language droid. Uh, And then, obviously, the one at MGM Studios. I'm going to call it MGM. Whatevs. And then, uh, January 9th, 2009, the Designity opens up (laughs) at uh, Downtown Disney, um, at the Walt Disney World, sponsored by Hanes. I don't know if you guys remember. It was just like, hey, I like princess aurora and here's a pink shirt let's so instead of disney making shirts that you might want to buy you would go and then press your own shirt and uh with your character and your favorite color um so it was pretty much like a mall kiosk at this point yeah 
And then January 9th, 2014, the last thing we're going to talk about this week. This day marks the first day of the Dopey Challenge, the Run Disney Dopey Challenge. Now, Run Disney has been going on for 25 plus years at this point. Obviously, no, no marathon this January, which uh, breaks my heart. But uh, six years ago, seven years ago, the very first Dopey Challenge, which consisted of a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and full marathon, four days in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This was the Thursday, January 9th, 2014. The 5K kicked off at, uh, I believe, the Epcot Center parking lot. I was there. This was, uh, I have done every single Dopey Challenge to date, obviously, except for 2021. Um, so yeah, so six six years in a row, uh, obviously, up until this year, I had been doing four days, 5K, 10K, half marathon, and full marathon. When you get done with that last day, it is possibly the most fulfilling thing you have ever done, and you vow to never do it again until signups happen in April, and then you gleefully give them your $600, uh, and you forget about the pain. So yes, six years ago, the Dopey Challenge, seven years, oh my gosh, again, I keep thinking, I keep thinking it's still 2020, so when I see the dates of 2014, no, seven years ago, the Dopey Challenge started. Uh, if you guys have not done a Run Disney event, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, they have virtual races right now, but it's not the same thing. But man, being able to run through the parks, being able to to run down Main Street USA, literally running right down the middle of Main Street USA is one of the coolest feelings you can ever have, especially as a Disney fan. And when you see everybody there cheering you on, again, I've done some other Run Disney videos. Please go to the YouTubes and check them out um, as I had a lot of fun making them. So uh, as we are closing in on 35 minutes here, uh, I hope you have enjoyed our first This Week in Disney History podcast. Again, this is something I'm able to do. We go a little bit longer, talk about a few more things, go in depth on a few more things, such as my loathing of the Disney Hollywood Studios name and my uh, my nostalgia for Disney MGM Studios. Uh, in the future, we will also have guests talking about their memories and uh, and such their favorite rides, attractions, and everything as we talk about this week in Disney history. So thank you very much for uh, for checking this out. Please, I think there's a subscribe button on the iTunes, on the RSS, and of course, just check back every Sunday to the MiloBeasleyShow.com slash podcast, and you will be able to find us there. Please check out all our brand new Milo Beasley Show interviews coming up. Uh, this week, I have Josh Martin from Dragon Ball Z as my very first guest of 2021. Next week, I believe I have Connor from The Ascension, uh, WWE wrestler. And then I believe coming up, Brian Brushwood. He's comedian. And then uh, in a couple weeks after that, uh, I got a couple really cool ones lined up, including Major League pitcher Kyle Farnsworth, who racky-tacked Paul Wilson in the most second most uh, famous 
uh, base brawl of all time. So thank you for checking this week in Disney history out. And hopefully you can hear my voice next week and the week after and the week after and the week after. But I would like to hear from you guys. What did you like? What didn't you like? And what do you want to hear in the future? In the future. That's, see, that's something else from Epcot. I totally miss. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week for this week in Disney history.